Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to which we can say, Amen. Our text is from the reading. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose and began to serve them. There is an ancient paradox about the irresistible force and the immovable object. The question of the paradox is, what happens when an irresistible force meets an immovable object? Another way of putting this is, what happens when two infinites collide? The answer for our modern and postmodern period appears to be that the object invariably moves, either through redefinition or through actual motion. Nothing appears to be fixed in the postmodern mind except for an unshakable faith that only the individual can judge truth and only individual judgment matters. And so the paradox would not appear applicable in our day and age, but in the ancient Greco-Roman world, all things were substantial including forces, winds, and fevers. So this helps to inform our text. Our text reflects some of the language of this paradox. We have the personified demon who possesses the man. Here is a clear and substantial evil, an immovable object, if you will, Here is a challenge to the authorities because the man sits in the synagogue. And here, in his case, is a man who cries out that Jesus is the Holy One of God, a challenge to Christ himself. Also, in the case of the fever, whereas today we think of fever as a symptom, your body is fighting an infection, in that day... A fever was a disorder of fundamental proportions. Today, you pop a pill and your fever goes down. Back then, if things didn't go right, your fever went up and you died. Luke, who writes our text, might have been sensitive to the humoral theory being a physician. And in human beings, one of the ways the humoral theory was expressed was in terms of hot and cold wet and dry. For a woman to have a fever was horrible because men were supposed to be hot and dry and women cool and wet, and so this would have been very, very far from the normal humoral state. The important thing here is that Jesus rebukes the fever. In the same way he casts out demons, he rebukes the fever as he would rebuke the wind and the waves. He doesn't think of it as a natural force or as a symptom. It is a substantial reality. And he does this in many other cases with the wind and the waves, with the stench of the death of Lazarus, and finally with his own death. There is nothing that can stop or hold back the power and authority of the Christ. I've always enjoyed C.S. Lewis. 
I really liked The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, although I have to admit, I've probably read it too much now. You know, you kind of come to the next thing and say, well, that's what's coming up next, you know, that kind of thing. But I was always a bit disappointed with his solution with Aslan. You know, the witch has got Aslan on the justice score, the magic from the dawn of time. And Aslan calls upon the deeper magic from before the dawn of time. Now, of course, as a little kid reading literature and not understanding Christology too well, it actually was disappointing that, you know, it's sort of like cheating, you know? You think the witch has got him and, you know, it's cheating. But um, that's exactly what we need to solve this paradox because, you see, the real issue is Jesus is neither irresistible force nor immovable object in the normal sense because his kingdom is not of this world. He goes beyond this. Of course, he can also be thought of in those terms because we see his appearance. We see the Word made flesh. He is here with us. But Jesus is the Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds. The real issue, and the reason that all things must yield to Jesus is that he is, in fact, the creator and author of all, and the one also who sustains all things. He defines what is immovable and irresistible, movable and resistible. He is the one who gives them the ability to be in the first place. He changes the order, not because he is force or object, which both originate in this world, but creator which does not. And yet, he chooses to humble himself and become one of us, usually veiling his true majesty while with us. There are some exceptions, but usually veiling his true majesty. So the biggest existential problems for us are not fevers nor demonic possessions, although those things come too but rather sin, death, and judgment. We hold the wrong perspective when we do not put God ahead of these things. The fevers and possessions of this life are so important because they lead to death and judgment. And without Christ, we should greatly fear these things. Jesus, however, has provided the remedy. He has taken our sins at the cross, and by moving that immovable object, death, he has made the sacrifice for us and our salvation, paying the penalty our sins deserved, and granting us new life. In the great weakness and indignity of capital punishment at the cross, and because of his great love for us, He has secured our salvation without any merit or worthiness in us. He has atoned for our sins and bought us back from the ultimate issues of sin, death, hell, judgment. 
By rising from the dead, he has established his authority and power to move all the immovable objects of the world and to create in us new life, a new creation, alive in Christ to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Oh, it's the time of the semester when the pressure is on, but I'll tell you, the pressure is always on. But Christ is with us in all the battles and struggles of life. He will even get you through history and hermeneutics. Through faith in him, we have both the power to endure and to overcome, whether in this life or in the world to come. And that is the great comfort of our text. To quote another text along the same lines, Paul in Romans chapter 8, Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, neither angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.